The Black Male Archives, where we capture, curate, and promote positive stories about black men. All right, we are back today with a special podcast series called, um, this is our Spotlight series, where we have people who recommend people to to interview um, who are community leaders, who are, um, are, are very uh, uh, moving the community forward. So we want to highlight today, Mr. Bibbs, Mr. Charles Bibbs. Uh, sir, uh, we know that you are assistant principal. Uh, where are you, where are you located at? We're located in Aurora, Illinois, and my high school is Wabonzi Valley High School. We have three high schools in this district, Mateo Valley, Wabonzi Valley, and Nequa Valley. And I know a lot of your listeners has probably had some, you know, some dusting about Nequa Valley back in the day when it was first built. And it was a big, big deal for Chicago because they felt like the funding for, you know, a several million dollar high school was kind of unfair when mm-hmm. they were suffering to get books in their buildings. So of course, we know we serve Naperville and Aurora. OK. And you guys yeah. are like how far away from Chicago are you? Forty five minutes um, west. You know, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So tell us, tell us about your your background, where you from, and uh, how you got into to teaching. Okay, I was born and reared in uh, Winona, Mississippi, and that's uh, about an hour and a half north of Jackson, the capital of Mississippi, okay. about two hours south of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, we got our upbringing there through segregation. Is is just another story altogether? But we're going to stick to the story today. Okay. <laughs> but uh, education through uh, Mississippi State University, Alabama A&M University, Aurora University. So that got me uh, a couple of master's degrees and, uh, you know, a doctorate up to the dissertation. And then I decided, how do I want to spend my money? Mm. I want to pay this 30 grand for a dissertation or put it towards some kids, you know? <laughs> so I'm OK, though. I'm yeah. Okay. That, that's good. So what motivated to, to get you into the classroom? Uh, in Decatur, Alabama was kind of um, a first landing. My wife was a, a chemical engineer, is a chemical engineer, oh. and she landed in Decatur, Alabama. And so there I said, well, you go where you need to go as a female African-American. And when you land, I can get something. So mm-hmm. don't worry about that. So I want to just focus on you know, letting her get something and I would I would work through it. So we landed there in Decatur and I uh, landed with a group called General Electric there in Decatur. Mm. And they wanted a liaison to work with uh, GE in the high school to create something called a, a work study program for kids in high school. Mm-hmm. And so we worked with the high school and the high school decided, well, why don't you come work for us? And we'll still keep the relationship with GE and we'll still let you do your program. And I said, sure. Mm-hmm. And that kind of started the whole educational route. Um, and we, we started there and we had that program, worked through GE and the local high schools. They provided work experiences for kids that, you know, typically wouldn't get them. And GE is kind of a assembly line type. You know, they would do refrigerators and stuff like that. But there was also a lucrative uh, place for employment for a lot of the locals. Mm-hmm. And I was able to channel a bunch of uh, individuals into that process parents and students alike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in that, that leads you to be on the Chamber of Commerce in these small towns. Okay. And it leads you to, you know, to have a voice in, in these small towns about 
what we can do to support this, you know, the people here and all that. It was kind of unique as a teacher to be given that opportunity. Okay. Okay. And then, so from a teacher, then you went to become assistant principal or were there some twists and turns or how did that, how did that come about? You know, there are twists and turns. <laughs> we call them opportunities, not twists and turns. So my opportunities continue. Mm-hmm. As I landed in uh, Decatur, Alabama, we taught there. And then my wife got shifted to Amico Chemical in Chicago. Okay. So again, I said, you know, go, I will find something. So I landed um, here at uh, West Aurora. It's mm-hmm. another school district separate from us now. That has West Aurora High School. So we opened a brand new middle school there and they wanted someone that could uh, teach and talk about technology in the schools. Mm-hmm. And I had all the material. I even had you know books in the trunk of my car. So we set that program up for them. Then I got to be a dean at the high school, mm-hmm. West Aurora High School. So we were working with kids there. And then there was a, a lady from, we have something called a regional office of education in, in, in uh, Illinois. And most states have it. And they reached out and said, Mr. Bibbs, we want to know if you would help us at an alternative school. I said, uh, no, ma'am, I have a job. Thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. So they called back and said, would you come and just see the kids and look at the place? And I said, you know what? I- I'll do that. But I'm telling you, I-, I got a job. I didn't know much about the alternative setting at that point. Mm-hmm. So I went out to visit the place and the kids were in the hallways. The kids were sitting on tables in the classroom. They were just kind of all over the place. So I asked the person giving me the tour, I said, is it recess or is it the end of the day? No, 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 no. We're having class. I said, oh, okay." And a lot of the kids kind of uh, being who I am, kind of they haven't seen us before. They ran out in the hallway and said, hey, who are you? What are you what what are you going to do? I said, well, you know, they're asking me to come here and work. They said, oh, that would be awesome, man. Hey, sir, would you mind doing that? I said, well, you know, we'll think about it. So as I moved through this little tour and this alternative setting, the kids kept coming out to ask questions. They kept gravitating toward someone they thought could understand them. Mm-hmm. And I was just listening. I wasn't giving a lot of information. And so after that, on the drive back, I said to myself, I called them back. I said, you know what? I can do this for a year or so. Mm-hmm. I, I'll give you that. And mm-hmm. so the summer they said, sure. And I went out and we reset the alternative setting. We, put them in uniforms and the curriculum they had, the teachers were printing papers off the internet. I don't know how it was related to curriculum of the local high schools. Mm-hmm. So we got an agreement to work with the local high school, use the same book, same curriculum. So when the kids come out and go to an alternative setting, they stay in lockstep with curriculum. When they go back home, they're mm-hmm. still successful. Mm-hmm. The problem we were having or they were having is kids would go to an alternative setting and they just kind of monitor them and manage them. But mm-hmm. when they go back home to the regular schools, they're so far behind, the struggle begins again. Mm-hmm. And which struggle becomes a facade to say, I'm going to act up so you won't know that I'm not able to do my academic work. Mm-hmm. And that troubled me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to make sure if a person was outplaced for poor decisions, when they go back to their home school, they could still be successful. So we did that for about two years. Then I got another call to come to uh, this district and do a program for students that were uh, at a different level. They were at such a high level. They want they were bored with high school. Mm. They want to go to college already. So they said, what do you think about that? And I said, well, we can do it, but I need 
an opportunity to invite the local community colleges. You know, it used to be called junior colleges. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only one left in the United States. Really? Uh-huh. Joliet right. Junior College is still the only one. The rest of them are called community colleges. Oh, yeah. okay. So anyway, we got that program going. And a student would have to have, you know, 18 credits toward graduation mm-hmm. and be kind of, you know, stellar student. But I would take just about anybody that wanted to come. It, mm-hmm. This building had uh, seniors only from two of the three high schools. Then we built a third high school. The seniors only would come to this place called the Frontier Campus. And there were no bells. There was uh, no tardies, no deans. Kids would be come in like a college campus. They would go to, say, math and English on Monday, Wednesday. Social studies, science, Tuesday, Thursday. Friday was flex Friday. Mm-hmm. If you had below a C in any of your classes, you'd come in and work independently with your teachers on Friday. Mm-hmm. And that would be your Friday. Now, that concept didn't go over well with the staff members in the other two high schools, of course. <laughs> They're like, you guys got Friday off. And no, no, no. <laughs> Believe it or not, there were more kids in the building on Friday getting that support. But remember, yeah. it's seniors only. And we had uh, teachers from the local community colleges. We had uh, probably about six of those guys uh, there regularly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, regularly every day. So our kids could walk out as seniors participating in this program with uh, two to three college courses under their belt for a price of maybe a fourth of the cost. Mm. That was the agreement with the community colleges. So then from there, I came to this high school as an assistant principal, and I've been here for the past 10 years. Okay. Okay. And so I have to ask you, because, you know, you said when you got, when you were taking that tour, you know, the kids were kind of gravitating to you because they seen somebody that might identify with their story has, how has that been being a black man in education? And um, have there been, you know, uh, hurdles that you have to overcome just just because of that? Um, the I'll say challenges that we have to overcome because of that. It, it causes you to pause about. And, and I know most people can say that when they get into a, a field of study or a career, they have benchmarks they want to meet. And mm-hmm. by this time, I want to be this. And I want to be that. And I want to be that. But with me, I, I kind of let the kids drive my position. Mm-hmm. And in that, were there some opportunities? Yes. Mm-hmm. Were there less opportunities because of, you know, my choice to be with the kids and, and kind of drive that population? Yes, of course. Um, and you have to decide for yourself, how do you want to manage this educational career? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I could have, you know, gone to some places to say that I wanted to be the principal here or there. I wanted to be an assistant superintendent. I want to be a superintendent and kind of keep focused on that on that track. Mm-hmm. But my track has been unique because I let the kids kind of drive where I sit. Mm-hmm. And in that, I've been OK. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I do OK. I'm not, uh, you know, a super wealthy person or anything like that. But my wealth comes from the experiences and the positive experiences from the young people I encounter. Mm. And so I grow that way. Yeah. And with my population, you know, um, if I'm out for one day going to a conference or something, I'll have six or seven of them at the door. Where were you yesterday? I'm like, hold it, hold it. Now you should be focused on your classes. Don't be worried about where I am. No, that was, (laughs) it's just so comforting for them to have someone. And when I say someone you can have, um, 
a person of their culture with them, but if the person is not buying into them, mm-hmm. it's like they don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I've seen that too. And I've slowed some of my movement because of that. I would be hopeful when I would see somebody look like the kids. I said, okay, we got another, we got another partner. We got another partner, but, and to dig in a bit more, they're like, they're, they're just too crazy for me, Mr. Bill. I just can't do it, Mr. Bill. I, I just don't want to. I said, okay, it's all right. It's all right. But then it, it allows you to get more in depth. We just did a program called Local Legends for the City of Aurora. Mm-hmm. So they called the school and said, hey, uh, Mr. Bill, if we want some kids to come in and the local legends on this cycle will be African-Americans. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, no problem. They said, can you get us some African-American kids to come in and help us with the program? I said, sure. How many would you like? And they told me so. They're, uh, you know, at the high schools, we have these little white buses we can drive to activities and stuff. Yeah. So they told us about that. And with my kids, I told the parents we had to talk about it. I said, guys, would you like to do this? They said, sure. And so the people from the city, you know, they said, well, Mr. Bill, have the kids to meet us at this place, at this community center. We'll practice there. I said, hold it. No, no, no. We don't roll that way. I said, we'll come together. Mm -hmm. I'll be there. My 12 kids will be there. We all come in on a white bus together because I don't want their parents to feel uncomfortable going into, like I said, Aurora's a big city. I don't want to drive my kids into or send them into a big city without me going to explore, examine the environment I'm going to put them in. Right. If I'm uncomfortable, they won't be coming back. Right. You know, that. So we got there, and as long as I'm there, they were okay. And the city guys were so impressed. They even did a little slit on the local news about assistant principal drives kids to a program. I'm like, what is so <laughs> unbelievable about things like that? They said, Mr. Bimps, why are you doing this? I'm like, well, you know, these are my kids. I want to make sure they're comfortable, and I want the experience to be totally positive for them yeah. in every way, even traveling here. And we, they did not miss an appointment. It was wild because they wanted us to come every Thursday for rehearsal. At 6 p.m., you know, it's after school, we mm-hmm. meeting up, but no one ever missed an appointment when we had that little program. So those kind of things, you know, Rodney kind of keep me doing this job. Yeah. And yeah. we have more and more opportunities like that because word of mouth gets around, you know. Right. So and that's, that's kind of awesome. what we do. So that's awesome. That is really awesome and it's very encouraging. And I can see. You know, just, you know, when you're talking about this, your, your passion kind of comes through. And, I, and I'm wondering how if you mentored others and what type of advice you give them when you when you're mentoring, like maybe new teachers coming in. And uh, what, what, what's the top three things that you tell them? And, and, and that's good. Uh, we just had some. Um, uh, we, you know, hiring the month of March is big for hiring for districts and high schools because we're getting ready for August. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we do have the mentoring programs at the uh, school level, district level, and we have uh, students and teachers come in and talk. And so they said, well, Mr. Bibbs, you, uh, we want you to come down and talk to the new teachers. I said, sure. I said, um, and when I go in right now, I ask them, I said, um, how do you, how do you feel about being here? Do you know anything about the, the culture of this school, you know, and, and what makes us great? And I said, oh yeah. Uh, well, academically, it's rigorous and great curriculum and all this. I said, well, what do you heard about uh, my kids? They said, your kids? I said, yeah, I got like 2,600 right here. They mm-hmm. all belong to me. 
they're like, oh, what, what? I said, and some of them look like me, some of them look like you. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. When you sit in front of my children, I want you to pretend that that's you. And whatever that person is allowing to flow from them, we call that exchange of knowledge and all that stuff. How do you feel about the way the knowledge is being presented to you? And how do you feel that person looks at you personally? Mm-hmm. And of course, the room gets quiet. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to talk about that. You know how you feel. I said, but just so you know, that's how my kids look at you. When they see you, they want something positive from you. And I know you got a kid, you know, classroom full of 32 kids, but please acknowledge and look at each one of them. Mm-hmm. I said, if you don't learn the names right away, but just look at them and say, good morning. I said, all I want you to do is look at my children, mm-hmm. just face off with them. And that'll be all I ask of you. And Rodney, when they do that, our kids are good people. Mm-hmm. And they're awesome kids. They're awesome children. I, I mean, every ethnicity we have, but, but oftentimes because our black population is so low and they feel sort of, you know, ostracized because it's only one or two in a class. Mm-hmm. And I just want the teachers to understand that is a true feeling because mm-hmm. um, when we have our little freshmen come over, we have a group established called um, Warrior Connect. That's our little mascot at school. Mm-hmm. So I grab all of my African-American boys as freshmen and I have other people join me. And now it's become a thing, you know, and they said, Mr. Bill, I'm looking around the room. You know, but black boys in here and not the black boys in here. I said, wow, I'm so glad you noticed that. Mm-hmm. Said, but here's the thing. I want you to learn how to navigate high school like any other student. And I want you to learn how to speak to teachers, how to communicate to teachers, because I said, what's the difference in high school and elementary and middle school? They said, well, it's hard. I said, no, 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 let's try again. There's something called graduation. Mm-hmm. For high school, your goal is to graduate. In high school, you have to earn credits. Mm-hmm. In high school, you earn credits by passing classes. They're like, okay, then. So I said, no, no. In elementary, you moved. In middle school, you moved. But in high school, you have to earn. And I said, I want you to know that we're here for you to help you earn, help you navigate this process. But we always present in a way that we're here to support, support, support. We're not here to say, we heard about you. We Mm -hmm. knew you were a problem in middle school. We knew you were in the principal's office in middle school. None of that. Mm -hmm. Mean slate. You start with 100%. It's your job to keep that 100%. Yeah. Because here we're going to put our arms around you. Yeah. We've got to have you put your arms around us. Yeah. Man, that is, that is awesome. And I, I have to ask, because when, when you were talking about that, I wonder how you were raising your son, though, Bradley, because Bradley <laughs> is the one. <laughs> and we got to get a shout out to Bradley because he he recommended you. And. Uh, I'm I'm so glad that he did, and he's he's also a fellow librarian now. So, mm-hmm. how was that experience raising 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 the son? Uh, um, Brad is a a good fellow, and you know the thing about your children is uh, first and foremost, you know, because uh, I'm like any other dad. I'm telling Brad, you know, because Brad is gifted in so many ways, mm-hmm. and he he he's he like his heart is bigger than Texas. Mm-hmm. He has such a huge heart. I remember when we used to, uh, he used to play on soccer teams, you know, as a young, young man in the elementary and middle schools. And, and Brad, you know, he's, like I said, he's skilled. He can do most things. We mm-hmm. were out there one day going, going, going. And uh, so what Brad would do, 
he wouldn't let the team lose. He was scoring up every game to win the game. Uh-huh. But we were running along, so I'm there coaching. And so this little guy was running around. So Brad was taking the ball from one of his teammates and taking it toward the goal. <laughs> and the little guy was saying, Brad, give it to me. Brad, Brad, give it to me. And Brad looked at him, and he, he shot the ball right over to the little guy. Of course, uh-huh. he shot the ball way out of the goal anywhere like uh-huh. that, you know. So Brad came back over. I said, man, what are you doing, man? He said, Dad, he's never scored before. Mm. And I, I'd want to give him a shot at it. Mm-hmm. And I said, but, but Brad, you were right there. You know you could have nailed it. He said, I know. But I'm going to give this guy an opportunity here. Mm-hmm. And that taught me so much about him. And uh, that's yeah. the way he is all the time now. I, I'm always on him about pulling the trigger. Pulling the yeah. trigger. You're right there, man. But he will <laughs> survey the audience, Rodney. It drives yeah. me crazy. He will <laughs> give a person an opportunity, and he'll sit back and let it happen. Yeah. Rather than pulling the trigger and taking it for himself. Now, that's changing a little bit since he's got married and got a young one. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's figuring mm-hmm. it out now. He's got to do it for himself. But he has got such a big heart. And, you know, rearing he and his sister has taught me so much, and I'm still learning. Because I had expectations for him and I had jobs and careers picked out for him mm-hmm. because he's so gifted. But Rodney, that's not what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. It, you know, it kind of took me back because here in this field, I always try to guide people toward their talent. I see a skill set. I say, look, you can do this, this and this. And I've had a lot of kids like Bradley get to a point and say, well, Mr. Bill, I just I, I want to be a social worker. I want to be a psychologist. I said, what? You you kill chemistry, you kill math, you kill science. Go be an engineer, go be a pharmacist, be independent. They're like, but that's not what I want to do. And I'm like, oh man. But that is, I'm learning right now. I hope I get there, but I'm learning. Yeah, yeah. I, I think see. we, I think we all have that, you know, because I got, <laughs> I, I'm like that with my daughter too. You know, even though she's 11 right now, but I'm like, you know, I have a lot of things picked out. But I'm, I'm learning, even, even like. I'm in the comic books, right? But she's not. She's she's into like manga, ma- manga or whatever, and you know. And I'm learning how to like trying to switch over and like kind of understand what she likes to do because like I like you know that Marvel DC type of stuff. So it is you know I, I know that's on, on a whole different level, but you know it is just about learning your 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 child and seeing and just supporting them and where they where they want to go, you know. So. And, and, and for you know, for us to see our kids with such skills is mm-hmm. hard because I watch other ones with less skill yeah. get opportunities, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know they could do it three times as well. But you know, like I said, I, I just have to learn to my wife is good at helping me learn to pull back yeah. and just listen sometimes and just kind of be okay yeah. with their choice. Yeah. Because the bottom line is they're both really good people. Yeah. And yeah, and and that's and that's what it is right there, you know. And and before we sign off, we want to really again thank you for being on here. But we also want the listeners to know where they can follow you. If, if there's any special projects that you have coming down the pipe, um, can you tell us about those? And then also like your social media presence if you if you're on social media. Well, I, I, I get my social media through Bradley right now. I, I try to stay away. Sorry about that. But if your listeners want to reach out, they can just reach out to Obanza Valley High School in Aurora, Illinois. They can find me there. And special projects, absolutely. We have them going all the time. Anything that's going to, you know, champion our young kids. And, again, we, we do focus on making sure that our African-American students 
that come to this high school as freshmen mm -hmm. are met at the door. We put the arms around them in a special way. And I don't like to continue that, but sometimes they feel like, well, Mr. Biff, why all the black boys got to be sitting here together? I said, we don't, but I just want to meet you to get a starting place. Mm -hmm. I just want you to be aware of all the opportunities here. I want you to get involved in your high school, and I want you to know that we're here for you to support you. Don't yeah. feel as if you feel uncomfortable coming or sitting in front of any teacher in this building because you always got me. Now, I know other buildings have a me too, okay? Mm -hmm. But if any kids, I have them come from all races to say, hey, Mr. Bibbs, can I ask you about this? My teacher, this, my teacher. I said, well, let me, let me go talk to them. Let's go together. But before we go, be honest with me. Mm -hmm. I hope you're not a disciplinary thing. I hope you haven't been, you know, disrespectful. No, no. And so I said, well, even that, we can work around that too. But I have a different approach if it's just academic or if it's disrespect and your low performance, we work around those things mm -hmm. because there's a way to get you through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's, and that's what we love to hear getting them through. And uh, we appreciate you, the blackmail archives where we capture, curate, and promote positive stories about black men, which you are one of. Thank you, sir, for being on this podcast, man. Oh, thank hey, you. thank you, Bradley, for letting me on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Rodney. I appreciate you both. Appreciate you guys. See And see you next time. We're going to follow up with you later, okay? Thank you, sir. All right.